Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Sarah Harvey, and I'm here with Marnell, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. We're going to talk about past lives and karma clearing tonight, and I'm really excited to hear everything you have to say, Marnell, about all this, because you you have a lot of knowledge around this, um, but can you introduce yourself? I certainly can, and thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here and uh, be talking about my favorite subject, which is past lives and karma. It really is my jam. Um, my name is Mrenal, and it's a little bit of a tongue twister until you get familiar with it, and then it's really easy and just rolls off your tongue. So it's Mrenal. Um, I am at the moment on the other side of the globe to most of you. I am based in Melbourne in Australia. And so for me, it's nine o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning, and I'm having my cup of coffee. I have um, been my background is actually science. So I studied science um, at uni and I was kind of dragged into all the woo-woo stuff, a little bit kicking and screaming. And even today, I still try and look at it with the lens of science. You know, I try and make sense of it in my own way. Um, so that's a little bit, um, a little bit different from usual, I suppose. I have been a Reiki master teacher since about 96, 97, somewhere around there. And that was really the start of my journey into the woo-woo, if you will. And then I went on to um, study angel work with um, uh, the one who can't be named anymore. And then I continued my studies with Radley Valentine um, and then I moved into past life and karma clearing. The process I personally use is called crystal dreaming. And um, it was channeled by a person named Raymond Richards right here in Australia. And I've been practicing that at an advanced level. I also trained to be a teacher in that with Raym. I've been practicing that for um, 10 years or more. Um, as well. And that's where I am. That's a little bit about me, Sarah. So I don't dare ask about the one that's uh, not named because I'm pretty sure I know who that is. Uh, yes. So um, when did you first become interested in past lives? Well, when I did my Reiki training in the meditation, so a little bit of a background. I love being around the water. I, When I was younger, I didn't mind splashing my feet in the water. I could never swim. I never learned yeah, how to yeah, swim. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as I grew older, I realized like, I was really afraid of water, uh, getting into the water. Um, and when I did my Reiki training, the Reiki master said, well, when you're doing your meditation, uh, Reiki meditation, why don't you ask for the answer? And I did. And in a flash, like a movie, three of my past lives just flashed before my eyes. So in all three of them, I had drowned. Um, one of them was a natural drowning. Um, and two were I was drowned by someone else. So that made me interested, you know, I was like, oh, this is interesting. At least now I know where my fear irrational fear is coming from. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really do much with it. I was just sitting with that knowledge. It wasn't until 
much later, you know, I used to run a clinic here in Melbourne and I did that for several years and I had to downsize when the global financial crisis hit. Um, and it wasn't until then that I started working for a um, metaphysical magazine here in Melbourne. And Raymond used to write a monthly column. And he used to write the most fantastic stories from his crystal dreaming sessions. It was all about, you know, different types of past lives that his clients experienced. There would be um, priests and priestesses in Egypt, or, you know, there would be meeting aliens, or there would be attachments, there'd be ties from, um, you know, wartime or relationship binds from uh, bonds from uh, lifetimes ago. And I used to love reading all those stories. I really became enamored with past lives then. And then one day he put out an ad saying he's going to teach how to do this. And I just grabbed that opportunity. So that is my journey into past lives. It just kind of flowed and happened. The first one that you were talking about being drowned or like drowning that was really emotional even when you said that so was it emotional for you when you were learning about those things it definitely was especially when it's personal you know um and some of it can be quite confronting uh, the relationships and interactions that you've had in previous lifetimes that have led to these sorts of, you know, retained traumas, if you will, retained memories, if you will. Um, yes. And when you actually un unpack them, when you actually get to the core of it, it can sometimes be confronting. I had a client a few weeks ago, um, a very gentle and very positive client. And for some reason, the other, other day when they came into the crystal dreaming session, they were like, for some reason, I'm feeling nervous. And how's it going to be? Is it going to be difficult? And I was like, look, I don't really know how it's going to be because, you know, one never really knows how things unfold. You know, it's up to the universe. We're just facilitators. Right. Um, but I said, look, even if it's difficult, wouldn't you rather have it come out in the open so you can deal with it and heal it rather than have it buried and, you know, stuck? And um, the client agreed. And yes, it was a very intense session. But at the end of it, there was such a sense of relief. And that's exactly how I felt, you know. Yes, it can be confronting. Yes, it can be challenging sometimes, not always. Um, but I'd rather get it out and behind me, you know, rather than sit with it for lifetimes longer. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Like, I agree with you. It took me a long time to actually want to confront those things and uh, kind of be in front of the fears or mm -hmm. the uh, irrational uh, phobias that come along with it. Uh, yep. But I completely agree with you because I think uh, like with me, I've uh, actually had dreams that I was running off. So I guess short background, when I was in college at one point in time, I had to go across a mile long bridge in Iowa and I had to go to Ankeny uh, DMAC and anybody from Iowa knows what that is. But basically, it's a mile-long bridge, and they had, um, I don't know exactly how to say this. Basically, they made it a lake. They had oh. um, 
they had um, stopped the water flow or, you know, slowed the water flow somehow to make mm-hmm. it a lake. And uh, it was one place that I really feared going over. And I remember like talking to a friend about it and her saying, you know, I have the same type of fear. And uh, I told my dad, my dad is like one of those completely rational people that you're just like, you're too rational, right? You've already went (laughs) over. So he said, you know, Sari, that's what he calls me. Mm -hmm. You know, Sari, when you uh, land a car in the water, um, the electricity actually goes out. And so you couldn't roll the windows down. What? What? Oh, my goodness. Why? I did not know that. (laughs) Why did you you tell me that? That just takes Mm -hmm. my fear to a whole nother level. Uh, But actually, just in case anyone wonders, if you yanked the head of your car seat out of your... um, CD or like the seating position it actually has two metal things that you can throw into your window uh to break the window but it takes a lot to break the window when you're underwater and this is what my dad was explaining to me oh my which, gosh which I'm like I'm thankful to have a very intelligent father however it did not help my phobia I can imagine you're playing. I know. I was like, uh, hello, do you not realize that just made it way worse? Like, Mm -hmm. um, because I still have to go over that bridge, Dad. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, So, no, I I get the phobia thing. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but definitely sounds like there's something there, Sarah. Have you had a chance to explore that at all? Uh, well, I, for my own past lives, I have a pretty good idea of who I was. Hmm. Um, I, I know of three particular past lives and, uh, drowning actually hasn't come up, but I think at some point, yeah, it it was a past life. I know it was was such an irrational fear. Uh, well, I guess sort of. Sort of, because on the but, other hand, like uh, when I was young, my mother had thrown me in the water to learn how to swim. Hmm. So that probably didn't help the situation at all. But um, no, I get exactly what you're asking. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it could, it most likely happened. Because it's so, it's so um, sporadic, because I don't mm-hmm. live near any large body of water and Mm -hmm. growing up I didn't either it was basically just when I went to college that I lived near this massive body of water that I had to cross and so yeah yeah I don't I couldn't answer that honestly no fair enough but here's the thing things won't come up and be revealed unless you're ready for it that's where our free will comes in, right? So yes, when you're ready to face that, when you're ready to look into it and you go into a session going, oh, I want to get to the bottom of this fear, that's when things will come up Um, more often than not. I mean, sometimes they just come up when, you know, you have no idea what's going to come up. But more often than not, you know, 
at least for me, when I get clients coming into my crystal dreaming sessions um, or karma clearing sessions, I give them an opportunity to make a request at the start of the universe. I'm like, is there anything specific you would like addressed here? And some of them will say this, some of them will talk about relationship blocks or, you know, career path blocks or abundance blocks or um, all kinds of things. But um, definitely that's where free will comes in. And um, interesting, drowning seems to be one of the more common ones. Even in that thread that you had in the um, in your group where you asked if, you know, people had any past life experiences or what they um, already knew about past lives. There's quite a few who've put down a drowning episodes or fear of drowning and drowning past lives. So it's fairly common by the looks of it. Yeah, I'm glad that I asked that. One of the things that I, which is funny, this is kind of off topic and we didn't really discuss this, but one of the things I also find that's common is uh, dreaming about uh, falling. And it's not Mm -hmm. anything that's anyone had actually put on there obviously because we were talking about past lives and not dreams but it's interesting to me because um i guess personally i relate that to a fear of something in your life and uh i have that i have that uh dream pretty commonly or being completely naked which Mm. uh isn't that interesting? Like, it's like, it a, uh, yeah. it's like one of those things that it seems so subtle, but when you look at it, it's, a, so I associate dreaming in a, in a way with uh, past life experiences, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, because some of the things that you experience are more like a symbolism for your your life basically like if you're afraid of something i totally agree with you yep yeah yeah Yeah, i think that's interesting because uh i always tell people like uh especially lately if i'm talking to people about dreaming or past lives or anything like that like i tell them that you're gonna find more meaning to it than i could but you have like way more experience when it comes to that than I do, which I absolutely adore. You have a level of knowledge that it takes a lot to, to get there. Cause I'm, what would you say? Cause I'm going to go ahead and guess. I can tell you that I dreamt about being naked in public and you can tell me exactly what that meant. Look, um, there is this whole, thing about dream interpretation which is you know a whole different rabbit hole altogether but my belief like you is that you know a lot of our past life stuff for healing comes up through the dreams and so a symbolically uh, being naked is definitely feeling exposed in some part of your life right now but it could also be you know in in very ancient times um People uh, or women, rather, they were feared and ridiculed and um, abused for being powerful, you know, and having this knowledge of uh, this metaphysical knowledge of healing and herbs and crystals and um, 
being able to journey into the three worlds, you know, all that sort of stuff. And um, quite often, uh, at least this is what I got, um, they were often paraded to the stakes without a stitch of clothing on. Really? Does that this is just yeah. what came to me. Yeah, I haven't really read all all my past life and karma clearing knowledge is very experiential. So it's not really just bookish. Um, although I, I, I am interested and I do read and I do research and I do explore. Um, but so many, I've done so many of these crystal dreaming and past life healing sessions and so many different things have come up in them. And I've had a few clients say this to me um that oh i'm wearing nothing and i'm being kind of herded and you know people are chucking stones at me and people are herding me to the stake or sometimes they were drowned sometimes they were tied to the stake sometimes they were stoned to death so i've had these stories come up during my sessions and that's that's what um just flashed before my eyes when you said that that's interesting i think that's a whole different perspective than even I would have thought for myself. So I like when I say that we can find that for ourselves, I don't now I now I question that because I would assume for myself that it had to do with my life now. And I wouldn't have even looked at it as it was a past life, right? Uh, I, I look at it, or I looked at it, I suppose, like it was a like a feeling of being um, too open and letting everyone see everything about me and being mm. vulnerable. And so the way you put that was amazing because I'd never even thought about that, honestly. Like, but here's the thing. So you are right in saying that, yes, we can figure it out for ourselves. So we, we can get an idea for ourselves. And you got the feelings that were associated with that. So you did get that feeling of vulnerability. You did get that feeling of being exposed. Um, you did get that feeling of, you know, there's nothing that you can keep to yourself. Like, you know, the, you don't have a choice. It's all there out in the open. Um, yeah. So you got the emotions and the feelings associated with that. But um those feelings so here's the thing the reason we come up or the reason things come up for us it's all about feelings so things might have happened in the past and unless they've created like a emotional trauma or an emotional scar or even just an emotional imprint as long as it's a strong emotion or a strong feeling that you've experienced during that lifetime or with that event um it generally won't come up for healing in this current lifetime. So the very fact yes. that you're remembering it, that means that, you know, whatever happened in the past, there was this strong emotional imprint that you're carrying through of feeling vulnerable, of feeling exposed and of feeling, you know, uncomfortable. Um, and the, that the example that I gave you, that could be one reason of the actual incident that created that emotional imprint. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And mm. I don't have, like, I've researched my own history, our ancestors, and uh, I don't, obviously, that's not something that they put in their, any document they would ever have, right? Like, any writings or anything. So, 
I, I can completely agree with that. Like, mm -hmm. I believe at some point somebody had the same abilities and they were uh, told that they were, you know, like not uh, Christian or not, you know, mm -hmm. they weren't, they weren't, uh, I think of it. So I, I'm obviously, I, I'm from the United States. So like, when yeah. I, think of it, I think of like uh, Salem or something. Like, exactly like yeah. i think that yeah. well and it, it's been more than salem i've done a lot of research and like in england the same thing happened and around the world and so i can totally agree with that like one of the things that i had read and i don't know if you've read this and this is kind of off topic for us a little mm -hmm. bit but uh one of the things that i had read is that if uh they drown a witch and she or they thought someone was a witch and they drown uh they just basically let them die and if they uh floated they would they thought they were a witch so they would kill them is that accurate yeah. i have read that too um and it seems like you know a rock and a hard place right either way they couldn't the, yeah, the lady couldn't win it. right um so, but here's the thing, when we speak about uh, women of power being um, abused in this fashion, um, we think about the Western history, but I remember as you were speaking, I remembered one of my clients' um, sessions where this was somewhere in a tribal um, desert kind of location. Um, and she was originally a respected lady in the respected healer, respected witch or whatever you want to call it um, in yeah. that tribal community. But when she could not save the tribal chief's newborn child and one of his wives, um, the tribal chief got really upset and um said she's a fraud in his anger and grief and that's when he banished her um without anything like you know took away pretty much everything and she was just uh, sent to the forest and the expectation was that she wouldn't survive so it's not yeah. just like the witch trials it can be an isolated incident as well because there's there's so much more than just salem right there's um, yeah. there's lifetimes before salem as well um i know so, i completely yeah. agree that's that's actually a very powerful thing to let people know that uh, because honestly, that's nothing I even thought about. And uh, it, so I know the United States. I don't know a lot of history about other places. I'm hmm. Scottish, but I don't know much about Ireland or Scotland, but I know my family was in Ireland. Uh, but one of the things that I do know is that uh, the Native Americans in the United States, before there was any settlers here, um, they had their own way of doing things. And it was a very yeah. powerful way. It's really funny because I connect to that. A uh, past yeah, life that I have is um, actually connected to the Native Americans, like uh, mm. that I was a Native American woman. 
and mm -hmm. I knew exactly what was going on, which is really funny because like I connect with that in so many ways. And uh, that's one of the things that I tell people is that if you connect with a certain era or a certain culture, that that's probably one of your past lives. But you actually go deeper into that, which I absolutely love, Renal. Like, <laughs> you should you, have a session with me, Sarah, one time, yeah, and we can have a bit of fun. <laughs> you you actually go deeper into it than. Uh, what I described to people and like I can do re past life readings but when mm. it comes to that type of emotional connection you're like going one step further than than even I have honestly like you it, it, I should say a few steps further because you're actually talking about the not just the um, the past life but the issues that it could cause the things that you're learning from it and the things that you still need to learn from it, which is really cool. Absolutely. And look, I can't really take too much credit for it. Yes, I have psychic um, abilities and intuition, and that definitely helps. But the process that I use, this crystal dreaming process that I use, that in itself is so powerful. Um, and it's so unique, honestly, and you can achieve so much in so little time. Um, even things like, you know, someone in past lifetimes, they've put a curse on someone. And I know I was reading somewhere the other day that people charge thousands to break curses and remove curses, and it can yeah. take a long time. Um, but in my crystal dreaming session, um, I remember this one, one thing. The gargoyle, uh, the curse showed up as a gargoyle you know, like a really ugly thing um, yep. jumping around the client. And it was just a matter of five minutes um, for us to remove that and to, uh, you know, we, we had a chat with whoever sent it and, you know, what that whole situation was about, whether they were willing to willingly remove the curse or not. And if not, yeah, we had our way of removing it. So yeah. in the process that I use, you know, it's it's the client's journey. So this is the beauty. In a lot of... Um, in a lot of modalities and, you know, the client is passive, right? The, yeah. You know, even Reiki and things like that. Or even when we um, deliver psychic readings, the client is passive. They're just receiving. But here in the crystal dreaming session, they're actually engaged the whole time. Um, they can sometimes. So I had uh, I had one online session um, a few weeks ago and this client said to me, I'm not visual. I'm not going to be able to see anything. I traditionally have a lot of trouble seeing anything. And I was like, let's let's just see where this goes. And if you don't yeah. see, that's fine. I'll fill in the gaps. So don't worry. Um, but this person, I kid you not. And they were surprised at the end themselves that they saw everything like a movie. And they could not believe it. They were like, this has never happened before. You know, um, I've never been able to visualize. It's not visualizing. It's actually they're seeing what happened. So it's not imagination. It's not visualizing. It's not pretending. It's just playing like a movie. And it's showing them what happened. And when they see themselves what happened, and then I'm able to facilitate the healing, 
they are more engaged and they're more involved and they have more of a buy-in because they have seen it for themselves or they have felt it for themselves or sometimes they would have heard it for themselves in their minds, you know, all the different clears. Um, But it is that clear. So it is the client's journey. And in that journey, then you can go as deep as you want. So if you want to stop at, okay, this is what happened, um, this is the source of my irrational fear. You, a cl- one of the clients might want to stop there, and that's fine because again, free will. But yeah. then I always talk about, and I'm gonna. You've said that I go um, a few steps further, and I'm gonna take this another step further. Um, it's great, and it's very interesting, and it's great um, coffee table and party talk that um, you know you experienced one of the past lives and you know you saw what happened and you can relate that but then what how is do you that do enough it? yeah yeah, yeah. how do you actually find a solution for exactly. those fears or or those things that you learned like maybe it's not trusting people or thinking that uh there could be so many different things. It's a like a whole spectrum of different. Yes, there's so many rabbit holes you can go down here, mm-hmm. but you know they're all interesting. They all lead to you know um, revelations and knowledge and information. Um, yeah. But he, he, this is where just the past life healing then segues into karma clearing. So if you find, okay, like in my case, I found that in two lifetimes, someone actually drowned me. So there was this person, I saw myself with long hair, I was somewhere in the northeast of India. um, And this was a house on stilts on um, uh, by a river. And um, actually in the middle of a stream it wasn't a big river it was like a stream but it was on stilts and there was a boat tied to the side of the house and it was a circular hut um and i was standing like on the platform surrounding the hut like just like a balcony like you know like the uh, like a californian bungalow you know just the wraparound kind of balcony but this was on stilts And my partner in that lifetime um, came out from inside the house and just very casually, just like, you know, I did not even expect it. um, I thought they were coming close, but they actually just picked me up and, you know, pushed me over the railing. And that that was it. Um, There was uh, a little bit of, you know, fast flowing water that day i don't know if it had just rained or stormy or whatever i just like that whole surprise and i just i just didn't do anything and i just was taken off like in the flow and that was gone right i was gone yeah and And the the weird thing about that is is if you lived that close to the water like you would know how to swim. So exactly there be, uh, some unusual circumstance that went. Uh, exactly. I was like, was I don't know. Better. Did my heart stop? What happened? I don't know. So there's that part. Okay. Now I know where my fear of water comes from. And if this happened to me three times, well, you know, that's fairly reasonable, right? That, you know, I wouldn't really right. be comfortable around water, but then what, what happens between me and the partner who drowned me? 
that is the karma that needs to be cleared. This is where the past life healing segues into karma clearing. Because until you tidy things up with that person who chucked you over the um, railing, that karma is going to follow you for further lifetimes. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's the same reason that we relive things, even in our current life, we relive exactly. things over and over and over again because we exactly. can't break that cycle. Yeah. Exactly. And I've, I've seen this around. It's not been my experience. Like people think, oh, once they understand where their past life trauma is, like once they know that information, that's it. But that's really only half the story. And unless they they move further and do this karma clearing, they might still experience it in further lifetimes because they haven't yet learned the full lesson. So crystal dreaming takes this one step further during the session. And really, what is karma clearing? As long as you have ties with a person of, you know, as long as you're still feeling emotionally upset with a person or um, sad or betrayed or angry or or you might be the, you might not be the victim. You might be the um, perpetrator in some lifetimes. But as long as that is not cleared, the the tie between the two people is not cleared, whether um, as victim or perpetrator. So in crystal dreaming, I always encourage my clients to go that one step further and we move into the next step of forgiveness. So it could be either asking for forgiveness or receiving forgiveness. And once that is done, that is when the karmic bond gets cleared. Because now there's no more lessons to be learned between the two people. Yeah. So, so that's what exactly, that extra step. What exactly Sorry. does... No, you're fine. Uh, so what exactly does crystal dreaming... Uh, you don't have to go into extreme detail, but what exactly does... Is crystal dreaming entail? Like when you say that, yeah. what do you mean? It's a little bit of a mix. So if you're if anyone happens to be in Melbourne who's listening to this, they can see me face to face here in Melbourne and it works a little bit differently. There's this beautiful crystal um, mandala. And as soon as a person lays down in the mandala, a they access the superconscious and we can start the journey. They start their experiences and we are communicating throughout. And each time something comes up for healing, we think about, does this need to go one step further or is this it? Is there any forgiveness needing to be received or given here? Are there any contracts that need to be broken here or, you know, completed here? Um it could be aliens, you know, some of us have been kidnapped by aliens, some of us have been researched by aliens, and they've put these etheric plates and things into us, you know, they might need to be removed, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So during the session, whatever comes up for healing, um, we think about, hey, do we need to take this one step further? Do we need to speak to these people or beings um, and clear the karmic bonds by forgiveness and voiding contracts or completing agreements or affirmations as the case may be. Um, yeah. And that's 
that's the unique thing about the crystal dreaming session. When it's online, it works a little bit differently because I can't really send you like the whole set wherever you are in the world and, you know, you can't lay down there at your end and get the crystals back to me. Um, so online, it works slightly differently. Um, so I hold the crystals here in where I am, but we both journey and we both see and it, the rest the outcome and the rest of it is exactly the same the client is always engaged it is it is a manner of a shamanic journey we call it modern shamanic journey if you will because okay. we do travel it is by location a lot of people they feel tired after it and they can't figure it out why i just saw a movie and i'm like no it's not a movie we actually traveled to your past lifetime so it is shamanic journey and uh, um similar to like an ast- sorry similar to like an astral travel so very yeah yeah Over. absolutely yes you you got it yeah so uh oh i think i already covered some so when when would you advise that someone would need karmic clearing? Anytime they find that they're stuck in this current lifetime, it is an indication that there is something going on there, something in the past, or it could be even past in this lifetime, not necessarily the previous lifetimes. And there's some karma around it. So it could be, stuck patterns so you know they might find that they get into relationships that are toxic or similar patterns and they're not happy and it just keeps happening over and over and over again or it could be um they get hurt in the same areas of the body or similar things happen to them so um one example this cust- this client came to me um, one time, and I didn't know this at the start of the session uh, because I, I don't I don't take like a full medical history or anything like that because I don't want to bias myself. So I let everything unfold right. first in the session, and then we that makes yeah, that makes we, sorry that makes a lot of sense because I think a lot of people if they're going into this they're like okay especially new new people that are going into this, they look at it and they're like, well, you know, you're asking this about me or you're asking that about me. Like, are you hmm. going based or are you uh, revealing to me that information because of what I gave you? So yeah. I get that completely, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't want to get into that sort of situation. I just want to let everything unfold uh, first. Right. And then we can tie it back. And a lot of time, my clients on their own, they'll say to me, this makes perfect sense. I didn't realize, but you know, this this relates so much to my current life. And I'll give you a couple of examples just to make it come alive. So this particular client, um, and this is going back a few years, but it's one of my favorite stories. So in the Crystal Dreaming um, session, um this person came across a lifetime where they were, um, have you heard of the tabla? It's like an Indian drum. You sit on the, you sit cross-legged on the floor and you, you play it's like color. a, what did you call it? Uh, a tabla, T-A-B-L-A. So it's like an Indian mm-hmm. drum. You sit cross-legged and okay. there's two of them and you play okay. it with your hands. Oh, I love that. And 
But <laughs> you too. Yeah. I love drums. So, like I had a, 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 one of my friends liked to play drums. She taught me a little bit about drums, but not a lot, but yeah, I love drums. They make the yeah. a harmonious sound. They do indeed. And they're used a lot in shamanic journey as well. In fact, medicinal drumming can lead to, you know, a bilocation shamanic journey as well. Um, but in this particular, with this particular client, so this client was a tabla player in the court of a Maharaja or a Raja back in India. And this session happened in Australia. This person is Australian. And, um, but they had this past life journey into a Maharaja's court somewhere in India in some time frame. And um, in the olden days, like it was very patriarchy, patriarchal. Uh, have I said that right? I think I have. Patriarchal. Um, yeah. <laughs> patri- yeah. No, yeah. I get, and, what I get what you're saying. You're totally fine. Yeah. And um, the ladies of the house, the ladies of the court, the royal ladies, on there was some festival going on and they were dancing on one side. But no one was supposed to look at them because, you know, they, the ladies were very well guarded, like their privacy and their modesty, if you will, in those times. But right. this player, this tabla player, um, male in that lifetime, um, he committed the crime of lifting up like raising his head, lifting his eyes up, and actually looking onto the females dancing, and the this king was in our yeah. in our in our culture, like just around the world, that would be uh, oh, it would be a sense of appreciation, not like you were looking at them sexually necessarily, but like you were looking at them to appreciate them appreciating your music. Right? This was the other way around. Yeah, yeah. But in that lifetime, whenever it was, however long back it was, it wasn't considered that. Like they were, they were supposed to be kept under wraps, like no one, no, um, no commoner, if you will, could look upon them. That was the thing. So the okay. king flew into a rage and cut off this person's left hand just near the elbow in that lifetime. To keep them from playing, basically. Yeah, yeah, that was the punishment, you know, um, that they couldn't play music anymore, so they couldn't look upon the royal ladies again, ever again, and they would suffer. Um so we healed all of that and, you know, all that forgiveness and all of that happened um, very well. And the client was like really happy about it. After the session ended and we were just debriefing, this person says to me, you know, I played tabla even in this lifetime. And that was news to me. Like I wasn't expecting an Australian person to be playing the tabla here. Like, you know. Right. Because uh, um, it was a completely different country where that uh initiated at right like exactly yeah and it was so unexpected for me and so they said oh i play the tabla even here in this lifetime and you know what my left hand i used to always have to will it to keep up with my right hand when i was drumming when i was playing the tabla like it always felt like i had to push my left 
hand because, you know, it just wasn't working right for the tabla. But, you know, they wanted to play it. They learned how to play it. They were good at it. But they just had to push their left hand to keep up with the tabla by sheer willpower, always consciously. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me was mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, you know. um, It's a natural ability. And then they all of a sudden were taken from it and they still love it, which is actually like an incredible revelation. But at the same time, like there was probably still some sort of uh, guilt that they had playing it, I'm guessing, and some sort of like, you know, like you work with them. So I'm guessing you kind of. Yeah, absolutely. All of that came into play. But here's the thing. A few days after this person called me and said, you know what? I don't have that feeling when I play the tabla anymore. So it was as if their left hand felt free, like they were that left hand freed of the karma. So something like this, like something bizarre like this can have their the origins in past lives or um, one, um, you know, sometimes relationships like, you know, um, clients say to me, oh, you know, this relationship felt so good and everything was fine, but, you know, out of the blue, it just fell apart. And that's been their pattern. Like everything feels fine in the beginning and then something goes wrong. So A, it could be that that pattern is coming from the past, like, you know, a similar pattern to be healed. B, it could be that they may have made, you know, they may have had a romantic partner in a life lifetime long gone and they may have made a commitment to each other to be together forever and ever and ever you know till the till the end of eternity and then that lifetime has ended and my client has moved on and forgotten about all of that but the other person hasn't so they're still attached they're still with this person and because of the memory of that agreement that they're like, no, 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 we belong together. No one else is going to come close and take this person away from me. They interfere and they create situations where that relationship will break up. So there's two things to it. Yeah. So that's another example of when, you know, you might want to look at your past lives and whether there's any karma there that needs to be cleared with anyone. Actually, I had this um, very recently. Um, I did an online session for, again, a client here, but interstate. And um, they were like, I don't know. I really want a romantic relationship, but nothing's happening. And I keep thinking of this person in my dreams. And, you know, I feel like, that's my soulmate and they haven't taken birth in this lifetime. And, you know, maybe, maybe that's why I don't feel connected or nothing works, but it turns out that was this situation where they had been together many times over the last several lifetimes. um, And they had made this pact with each other to be, you know, for and with each other forever. And, really you need to break those contracts because 
you can't really be, we evolve right our souls evolve and you can't just be stuck with someone for eternity so you too need to clear the karma that's hanging around there that's one reason irrational fears we've already spoken about you know it could be fear of heights it could be fear of drowning it could be fear of spiders all sorts of things um it could be it, fear of success it could be fear, fear of like, success yes it absolutely. could be fear of a lot of things yeah i i get what you're saying like uh the true love and actually uh following through with it like i think that's uh those are things that people don't necessarily consider irrational fears, but they exist. Correct. So true. So true. So anytime, I would say, anytime there's a stuck pattern or a repeating pattern, um, there's actually a free book written by my uh, master, Raym Richards, who channeled the Crystal Dreaming modality. I think it's available for download on iBooks. Um, and he's got a whole bunch of stories in there. And, um, you know, um, some of them are about this, you know, friends even, like people dying in war together. And they say, oh, no, I'm mate, I'm always going to have your back, you know, don't worry. Um, I'll always so you constantly look after try you. to hold someone afloat that you don't yeah. need to hold afloat necessarily. Yeah. Not in the same situation anyway. Yeah. Um, So there's there's all these kinds of situations, you know, where you might need to consider past lives or karma clearing. I'm excited. So uh, you do offer uh, uh, past life readings and karma clearing. And you and I kind of talked about it a little bit, but we didn't talk about it a lot. you have a website. Is that right? I do. I do have a website, crystaldreamingmelbourne.com.au. And I'm in the process of actually changing it because I've realized I'm doing a lot of online work nowadays. And Melbourne is a little bit of a misnomer now. Um, It worked previously, but I do need to upgrade now and um, do something worldwide. Um, but at the moment, yes, it is crystaldreamingmelbourne.com.au. I'm also on Instagram. I am actually, in case your group members are interested, Sarah, I'm actually um, in the process of rolling out a complimentary workshop on basics of past life and karma clearing, like, you know, a few ways how you can work with past lives and karma clearing. Um, so I have a expression of interest if any of your group members wants to be um, enrolled into that complimentary uh, course when it comes out. I'm expecting by middle of July um, I should be able to roll it out. Um, I have an expression of interest form um, and, you know, if they want to make a booking as well, they can message me in there. There's some free gifts in there. Would you like that to be available to your members? Yeah, of course. Like, I think a lot of people would really like that. And uh, if you could add those links on the bottom of our description and send them to me. Uh, Absolutely. On the live. Yeah, that would be really cool because... I think a lot of people would be interested in that. Like, um, I think you take past lives 
and past life experiences to a whole nother level, which I completely appreciate. Like I don't, for the people who are beginners, like even if you're a beginner and you're just learning about this, like you can seriously take them from just understanding it from a beginner's level to understanding it to actually like help them in their life which is like intriguing to me i love that oh i'm so glad i'm so glad you know i adore you already but like the feeling is is so mutual but here's the thing you know i i feel incredibly blessed um, and I, I just thank my stars. I say to myself, look, I must have cleared a lot of karma to even get to this stage of offering this service in this lifetime. So I'm just grateful. Yeah. You know, I'm just so thankful to the universe that I you're, am able to provide this service. You're humble and you're deserving, honestly. Like, I completely get behind that. Like, I think it's important for people to understand where they came from, to understand where they they're going and that's something that you offer that's amazing to me oh thank you sarah you took well we're getting close to the one hour marks so i want to tell you thank you and i adore you and i hope that you want to come back on our lives again and um definitely put your links in the live um, feed and send them to me so I can put them on uh, YouTube and all that. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see that stuff um, in the description. So thank you so much. I am so happy and so grateful to you for the opportunity, Sarah. I've loved being here with you. Happy to come back and chat anytime. This really is my jam. I could talk day and night. I could talk underwater on past life and karma clearing. I just you and I could talk for like hours. (laughs) I know. You'll be okay. I know. But here's a little bit of icing on the cake for your group members or whoever's listening to this chat um, anytime now or in the future. Um, If they want to book in a session with me online, um, in that expression of interest form, um, there's a section to message me as well, um, because I'm offering 50 karma clear dollars that they can use towards the cost. So it'll be the cost of the session just for your community will be reduced by 50 um, Aussie dollars, the 50 karma clear dollars. So I'll include that in the form as well. So just a little bit of a extra gift for your community. I'm sure everyone would love that. So, okay. Well, uh, so drop that in the link and everyone look for Marnell's uh, comment in the link. And thank you all for listening. And thank you so much, Renal, for being with me today. Thanks, Sarah. Loved being here. And you have a lovely evening now where you are. For me, it's the start of my day. Uh, for me, it's the end of my day. <laughs> well, have I, a good well, everyone from Australia, like I absolutely adore everyone from Australia because your time frame is way different than ours. <laughs> And yes. I cannot wait to go visit Australia because I, the terminology, some of the slang is different. Like <laughs> I, I'm excited to go visit Australia at some point. 
Oh, definitely look me up. We will catch up. Let me know I in will. advance if you come. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do a whole tour around. Not a tour, but I have a lot of uh, clients and friends in Australia. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna have to get together because I want to see. This is so U.S., but I uh, totally want to see a kangaroo with the baby. <laughs> well, know, it's U.S. My, it's U.S. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and uh, oh, look, they are adorable. Um, my mom came here. This was my mom's now passed, but she had come down when my son was born just to support me, just be with me for a few months. And we took her and my dad to um, for kangaroo watching, like just to a place where they were hopping around. And she saw a Joey, a little Joey, Aww. hop out of mom's pocket, um, have a bit of a wonder and hop right back into mom's pocket. And she was like, this is it. You know, this made my whole trip. <laughs> I agree. No, I agree with your mom. Like that would be so cool. Like uh, it's funny when you go to different places that you experience different things like that you don't experience at home. I think that's cool. Like, no, I agree with your mom. If I seen the jelly <laughs> jump out of the pocket, I'd be excited too. Like, wait, well, uh, come down. I will make it happen. Yep. Okay. So I'm really thankful for you, Marnell, and I'm thankful for you being on our live. And I really hope that you join us again soon. Oh, I'd love to. And I hope this has been useful for your community, your group members. And thank you once again, Sarah. Yeah. Bye thank for you. now. I hope you have a lovely night. A lovely, lovely day. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a lovely day and you have a good night. You too. Thanks.